Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to the Pigskin Preview presented by Prize Picks. That's a fun little alliteration for you. Some might call it consonants if you actually paid attention to fifth grade grammar. I'm Nick Rouch. He's Adam Luckett. And if you can read at a first grade level, you can see that I suck at gambling and Luckett is very good at gambling. Luckett, fresh off a 9-1 and one week on the college football column on KSR+. Plus. I am one in five in two weeks, and the only winning ticket I had last week was hopping on that Chris Creighton e- EMU train. But look at you can take your victory lap. I'm just going to keep, we got to keep chopping away. We got to keep hacking away. It's not time to give up now. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I was seeing, I was seeing the ball like it was a beach ball last week. So we <sighs> were just nailing them. We had some close ones. Like uh, we had Jacksonville State in the column, they cover by half a point. We had Baylor in the column. They cover by a half a point, but a cover is a cover. So a really good week. Capped it off with a nice cover by Oklahoma State in the after dark window. Um, to go 6-0 and in our traditional against the spread picks. 3-1 and in kind of our more degenerate um, areas. North Carolina team total under, unfortunately, did not hit. That was disappointing, but Nebraska, Gabe Irvin, he went over in the first half rushing yards, so we cashed some easy tickets as well as some ones we had to maybe sweat out a little bit. So a good week, and Nick. The only thing better I can do than nine and one is ten and zero. So we're still chasing after perfection. We're not. And we're not going to settle. We're not. We're not eating the rat poison week. We're not. We're not eating it. We're, t- we're we're keeping it away, and we're we're staying hungry over here. And if North Carolina doesn't go to overtime, too, I mean that was that kick, was there for the if taking. If a kicker makes a kick, if a kicker makes a kick at the end of the regulation, I mean that's an all time weekend right there. Ten and zero. Hey, they're just kids, though, right? They make mistakes. <laughs> Um, I know plenty about making mistakes, but uh, might keep chopping away. Is this a, a reference to Greg Schiano? Maybe we might be betting Rutgers this weekend. Who knows what it's going to be? Before we get into our ATS picks, we got to remind you that this show is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. The best way to get in on the action with this skill-based fantasy game where you pick your squares, you go more or less. And they've got this new thing now, too, Luckett, uh, called reboots. So you pick multiple squares, right? Well, what if Aaron Rodgers goes and gets hurt like he did on Monday Night Football Monday night? Yeah. With the reboot, they're saying, you know what? Injury happened. We'll keep the rest of your action alive for the weekend. So uh, even though Garrett Wilson, if you had under yards, you could have. Could have had it there, right? You could have stayed alive there. Josh Allen over interceptions. I don't think they had that um, out there for you to choose. But Prize Picks has plenty of ways for you to play, whether it's NFL, uh, college, or Major League Baseball right now in the playoff run, in uh, college football. So uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Action on all of the games is available, and we're getting in on the action as well. I tried to get away from Shadur Sanders, but – well, again, I, I think I think uh, our man's going to put up some points this weekend, put up some yards. Did you see what Colorado State coach Jay Norvell did? I did. I did see yeah, that. He, he, Deion Sanders is just looking for disrespect. 
So what does Dane Norvell do? He says, I sat down with the ESPN today. I took my hat off and took my glasses off. When I talk to grown-ups, take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So we're going to Dur Sanders over passing yards and Jamari Thrash over receiving yards. I got a feeling the cards are going to score a lot of points in that game. I, I haven't been able to pick a side either against the spread or total, um, even though Jeff Brom has done well against Indiana when he was at Purdue. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking those two for my prize picks who you got this week for your prize picks, Mr. Luckett. Yeah, we're going, we got a double dip in LSU Mississippi state, which is probably the top noon game on the card or one of the top ones. Jaden Daniels, I'm going to go over half rush TD when they get in the red zone, Nick, uh, he, he, that's very likely that they go, they call QB run or him scrambling can be an option there. Um, they struggled to run the ball against Florida State, the traditional run game. I could definitely see him sneaking one in at some point, and I think it's a game where LSU could score a lot of points. So you're going to get a few swings there with Jaden Daniels over half rush TD. Mississippi State has gotten real run heavy here lately, Nick, um, but LSU stuffed the run against Florida State. Um, they are legit in their front, and they can stuff the run. I think it's going to be a long day for Mississippi State's run game. If you kind of look at some of the efficiency numbers last week for Woody Marks, they weren't great. Popped a couple big ones. Um, but I'm betting on LSU stuff in the run and not allowing them to pop a couple big ones. So give me under 69 and a half rushing yards there in that game in Starkville. And then the night SEC primetime game, probably the top game on this week's slate, Tennessee at Florida. You know, the big story, Joe Milton hasn't hit on vertical passes, and that is an issue for this Tennessee offense. And we're going to get to this Tennessee-Florida game. I guess we'll talk about it later. Um, but I just like Squirrel White uh, here. Um, over 55, more than 55 and a half receiving yards. He's, he should be Milton's number one target, and that's just one big play. If you don't see if it's on one big play, even it's just a screen, Nick. Uh, that, that's cash, and that's a game that I think could go over that 58 and a half total. So give me Squirrel White more than 55 and a half receiving yards. When you download the Prospix app, use promo code KSR and they will match your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. Prizepicks.com or the Prospix app, promo code KSR, and you'll get a hundred bucks match up to a hundred bucks match on your first deposit from Prospix. Let's go ahead and talk about that game, Lucket, uh, or those two games, because I don't, I don't think we have either of them on the card. It sounded like you were feeling good about LSU covering a big number as a road favorite. I, I don't think Mississippi State is that good, but I also don't have enough confidence for LSU to play at a the, the cowbell ring in Davis Wade Stadium for an 11 a.m. local kick. So are you feeling good enough that the Tigers will come in and, and whoop some ass? Yeah, you look at this series recent years, the only time Mississippi State covered was that COVID game. Mm-hmm. But Bo Pelini was just playing man coverage um, over the last five years. I'm not big on Mississippi State. Nick, I just it's much very much a Mississippi State fade play for me. Uh, they're they're super run heavy. They're not trying to pass the ball at all. I, I assume they're going to have to pass the ball more this week, but I think they're going to have a hard time stopping LSU. Uh, so yeah, it, but most I, I liked Arizona last week. Arizona should have won the game last week. They outgained Mississippi State. They had more yards, but it, they were plus they were minus four in the turnover column. If they want, if that didn't happen. They, they, they were the better team. I thought the better team lost last week at Starkville. And I know LSU is better than Arizona. So um, that, that number's up to 10. It's not going to be in my column, but I do expect LSU to win that game and score a lot of points while they're doing it. 
I, uh, I'm curious with the second game. There's something about this Florida-Tennessee matchup where it, it, from an X's and O's standpoint, Tennessee is a superior team. But there's just so much juice behind this game. Tennessee hasn't won there since 2003. I think it's been like they've had two wins there in like 40 years. There's something about that place. You're getting a lot of talk around Knoxville. Like there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if questioning is the right word, but there's not a lot of confidence in that team right now. You got players only meeting. So like, I'd, for on paper, the pressure feels like, yeah. Yeah, on paper, I just it, I don't know why I would take Florida, but just like my gut is saying that the Gators are going to keep this game close in the fourth quarter, in part because, I mean, they played Utah. I, I know the the final scoreboard, like it felt like the game was over after the first snap, but they hung tough. They overcame some adversity, and they got. I mean, there was some empty yards and some empty production there at the end. But if they can just punch it in a few times there. That that would have been a ball game going down to the wire. So I don't know. I just gotta. I got a feeling Saturday's gonna roll around, and I'm gonna end up throwing some coin down on the Gators to cover six and a half. May, might even buy a hook to get get it to seven. There's a lot of dude yeah, like it. There's a lot of stuff this week where I just want to buy hooks because I'm like it, it, a lot of them just make me feel weird. Billy Napier four and zero against the spread as a home underdog at Florida. So that, that's in your favor. He was a good dog at Louisiana. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to have a play on this game. It's going to be on the total in the column, but I'm just going to leave you with this. He, Florida was a dog multiple times in SEC and the Florida State game at the end of last year. So you got you got to ignore the Oregon State and or, or Utah games to start this season, but they scored 33 points, 20 points against Georgia, 41 points, 38 points as a dog. Typically they play their best offensive football as a dog. They're, I have a feeling they're going to score some points. Here on Saturday, I think we're going to get one of Florida's best offensive efforts of the season in this game. And Tennessee's going to have to match that, I think. And I don't think Tennessee is going to go out there and just score 13 points, Nick. Like for Florida to win this game, they're going to have to get to 30 points. The total is 58. That's as I can take you to water. I can't make you drink it. That's as far as I'll go there. <laughs> well, I'll hopefully let you drink up a win because. There are many haters and losers out there that say that this is a bad slate, but there's one game that I saw and I just it just jumped off the board for me. And it's in that noon slate. It's the first sellout in in Columbia in Como in I don't know how long, but I don't know how they're only three and a half point dogs. M- Missouri's offense just stinks. They're not good. I don't know where they're going to score points to be able to keep up with Kansas State, who dropped 42 on Troy last week. And I know there's some belt, but like John Summerall coached some defensive football. It's a very balanced Kansas State team. I just think they're going to overpower and beat the hell out of them. Like there's there's nothing about Missouri that makes me leads me to believe that an atmosphere at 11 a.m. local time is going to just keep them around to. to be able to hang in this game. So Kansas State, superior team. I know there's a lot of new faces from that Big 12 team, but um, I like what they've done so far this year. They've taken care of business. Missouri has just been kind of, eh, against similar subpar competition. Um, and our guy Parker Fleming, Stats of War, he was on with Andy Staples for their preview, and his numbers have this as a 10-point Kansas State win. That's a huge margin. 
Give me the Wildcats covering uh, in Como. Yeah, a monstrous game for Missouri. You look at their schedule, Nick. If they win this one, they'll be 5-0 and when LSU comes to town on October 7th, most likely. They get Memphis and St. Louis next week. They go to Vanderbilt the week after. This is a huge game. I mean, this is the game that gets Drinkowitz firmly off the hot seat. If he wins this one, um, dude, th- th- those that's going to cool down. And it's an old Big 8 rivalry. Like, this is an important game to the fan base because this mm-hmm. used to be a team they played. I mean, they've played them over 100 times. And they got crazy. housed by them last year up there in Manhattan. So, it's a big game. But Chris Kleiman, to your to your point here, 4-1 against the spread as an away favorite. So, it's a spot K-State has performed well in under him. You have to think Kansas State has a better quarterback and Will Howard. I think offensive coordinator Kirby Moore is still unproven for Missouri. So, a, a huge game. Here against the Purple Cats in Como. Luckett, your first pick. You're running with the dog. Yeah, this is an overreaction to me. Pitt is getting points now at West Virginia. Throughout the offseason, they were going to be a favorite in this game. I think we're getting an overreaction here because Pitt played bad against Cincinnati last week. So, like, Cincinnati gave it to Pitt last week, got a huge road win. But to me, that I'm not surprised by that because I, I was higher on Cincinnati than most. You're Scott so Satterfield's I'm, I'm, number one fan, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just banking on my my belief, my system right here, um, that we had Cincinnati underrated. I think Pitt was probably properly related. They lo- they just lost a a tough game where Pitt, their quarterback was awful. If you watch the tape, Jerkovich had a really bad game. I think they get a bounce back opportunity this week. They're getting points on the road when they should be favorite. So give me. I, I, I penciled it in at Pitt minus one and a half, and it's dropped three points or four points since then. Uh, so I'm on the wrong side of the sharps here, but I just think we're overreacting here. So I'm, I'm going to take Pitt. I think we're giving West Virginia too much credit for kind of hanging in there with Penn State, and I think we're, we're hammering Pitt for losing to a Cincinnati team who I think is going to end up the season like seven and five or so and just be a competent football team. So give me Pitt plus two and a half in the backyard brawl. My thing is, is – Neil Brown's really good at keeping it close. He's not really good at winning these close games at all. Uh, I mean, they, West Virginia is the kings of woulda, coulda, shouldas under Neil Brown. And there's a lot of pressure on this game, right? Like, basically, he, he, if he doesn't win this, he's, he's done. Uh, especially after the way the backyard brawl unfolded last year. Um, this is one that uh, the more the money goes in uh, – away from Pitt, the more I like it. So I'll probably end up walking to the window and making that bet on the Panthers as well. Well, you can, we'll, we'll ride it together on our drive. So we have a uh, cheering entrance uh, on the ride up to Lexington. Uh, for my second selection, I'm not, I'm not trying to overthink this too much. Like it, like it's, it's not, this isn't rocket science. Northwestern stinks. They're very bad at football. Very, very, very bad at football. Um, I almost thought about taking the Northwestern team total under 13.5 points, too, at plus money. But um, one of your trends that you shared on KS Board this week, Mike Elko 7 at home under against the spread at home at Duke. The Blue Devils just stink. Or, no, sorry, the Wildcats from Northwestern, the Purple Wildcats from Northwestern stink. I tried this method with Virginia last week, and it didn't work. But I think it's safe to say I can fade Northwestern. Greg Schiano, he was chopping away, and they chopped the hell out of Northwestern, won 24-3 to 
or 24-7 in an ugly, ugly week one game. I think Duke's better. And even at their worst, uh, we'll be able to win by three touchdowns. So give me the Blue Devils minus 19. Yeah, Duke did not cover against FCS Lafayette last week. Um, it was 42. The final score was 42-7. Um, but they've, that was their only loss they've ever had under Elko. So he's been cover factory there at Wallace Wade Stadium. Yeah, but this is more of a play, I think, for you just thinking Northwestern's terrible. Um, yeah. Like they go up to Rutgers and get house. They romp UTEP last week, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, but I think, you know, you're just banking on Northwestern being terrible and Duke having the quarterback and Duke going to score some points. So how yeah. can Northwestern yeah. keep up? And the other part of it, too, is Duke will just – like that, they can be demoralizing the way they play defense, um, and so even if Northwestern, like I just don't think they'll have much life left in them in the second half, and Duke can get a couple late touchdowns to make sure I don't have to sweat this one out too much. But knock on wood, look at your second. Have a good knock on wood with my uh, my my hatchet. We're trying to because I'm a hack. I got to hack it away. Through this, through that this you are, Mr. Roush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pick number two for you. Yeah, we're going out to Las Vegas, the house that Ooh. Mark Davis built. Uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, the late? At UNLV. Well, it's the actually 7 night. o'clock, unfortunately. Oh. This is seven, they stuck this in a 7 o'clock window, unfortunately. Vanderbilt under Clark Lee, Nick, is 3-0 and against the spread as a non-con role favorite. They beat Colorado State as a dog year one outright. They beat Northern Illinois last year, ran away, and they beat Hawaii runaway. They've played good in these spots under Lee. Last week, Vanderbilt Lake Forest went back and watched that game. That was actually a pretty evenly matched game. Just some unco- uh, some untimely mistakes by Vanderbilt allowed Wake Forest to build a cushion. Um, turnovers were a big thing, big part in that. I think Vanderbilt just got better players here. Uh, I think they're going to be pull away. I think they're going to score 30, 35 points. And I, I'm comfortable laying the four against Barry Odom's UNLV Rebels, who are in year one of a new new tenure and what they're trying to do. So give me Vanderbilt to continue this road ATS or non-con road ATS trend under Lee. Uh, I'm going to lay the four points with the Commodores. Betting on Vandy, always a dangerous proposition. We'll see if it pays off. Um, I'm going back to a team that we've I mean, this might as well be North Carolina sports radio at this point. UNC is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Minnesota, and they are – I can't think of two bigger clashes in culture, the colors, the style. Like, everything about this game is just so different. It's such a weird yeah. matchup, which normally makes me want to stay away. I might end up – but, like, North Carolina – they probably got a little full of themselves, and then they went and played uh, an in-state team at home and got their best shot, and they survived in overtime. I don't know. How, I mean, North Carolina's defense isn't good, but how does Minnesota score points at all this year? I, I, I know Nebraska's front is probably decent, but is it that much better than what North Carolina's is? And you saw it was just pulling teeth to score in that Nebraska game. I mean, I just this offense is so bad for Minnesota that – you know, North Carolina's defense doesn't have to be a world beater to hold them to 10 points, you know, 14 points, two scores. And I, I think with Drake May, you're an automatic 28 points there. So um, I might be a little chicken bleep and, and pay for the hook there because there's nothing worse than losing uh, to a hook. But I, I still like the Tar Heels here to cover in a Power 5 matchup against the Golden Gophers. 
to me, it's almost like a team total play. Like, how many points do you think Minnesota's going to score? Like, I think you kind of have to ask yourself that. And then if you think it's 17, well, then North Carolina's just got to get to 20 or 17. You got to get to 25. Oh. Seems like a reasonable ask, you know. Right, right. To me, it's almost like what side do you feel more comfortable with? Minnesota not scoring or North Carolina scoring? And team total is maybe something you should look at there. But yeah, um, that that's just a wild game. Just styles make fights, and these two are the polar opposite. Um, even the head coaches are. I mean, I, don't, I guess they're not super different, but it's just young PJ Fleck, old Mac Brown. I mean, it's just a right, ACC right. Big Ten. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, Minnesota plays old school Big Ten football and North Carolina's in the um, all-coast conference and they're, they're trying to spin it around, not play much defense to just win shootouts. So it's a it's an interesting di- dynamic there. in Chapel Heck Hill of a weekend. schedule for North Carolina. SEC, Big Ten, and getting a, a home game with the in-state Sunbelt team. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that all unfolds this weekend. Look at who you got for your final pick. Of the weekend. Yeah. Nick, I'm a sucker for Georgia under in SEC games. So we're doing it here. South Carolina <laughs> at Georgia under 54 and a half. South Carolina has never scored more than 17 points in regulation against a Kirby Smart defense. Kirby Smart's been there a little bit now. Like they believe this is his eighth year. So yep. they, they've struggled against uh, Kirby Smart defenses. I just. How are they going to block Georgia? You know, yeah. <laughs> poor, South poor Carolina ran Allen. for ran for less than three yards per carry against the Fur Man last week. Um, they gave up like seven, eight tackles for loss. It's going to be a long day at the office for South Carolina's offense. So, to me, you look at the other side. Georgia is starting games very, very slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia fans are not thrilled with Mike Bobo at the moment. Their running game has been a problem this year, Nick because they just had a bunch of injuries. And so they're struggling to run the ball. They're putting a lot on Carson Beck. So if, give me another slow start and give me um, Georgia just putting Spencer Rattler in the torture chamber for 60 minutes of football on Saturday, and I think that equals an under. this. I could definitely see this one getting to the house at 31-3. to three. Yeah. And so that And that's yeah. what we're going to take. So give me a slow start from Georgia, and I feel good. Because South Carolina, I don't – how do you – the only way they're really scoring to me is they just Rattler extends a play and hits a bomb. Yeah, or a special for the most team part, score. unless they hit them, yeah. unless they hit them with a scripted drive or a special team score. But this could be a situation too where where Beamer and his staff made all right. Let's just pack it in. Let's not show anything like extravagant yeah. on special teams because this is going to be a rough day because they're not blocking that Georgia front. No, no, I um I, I was thinking like, well, could I? Could I do a South Carolina team total? Uh, and the like Vegas and is half, I think. Vegas is on with the juice too uh, right now. Thirteen and a half. It's minus one twenty five or minus one thirty. Mm-hmm. Under one and a half touchdowns is minus one forty. Like it's just not a lot of value there. So that's probably the way to go is to just bet um, bet the total on both sides. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, in Georgia, they get leads. They get leads typically with Kirby, and they run. Uh, this team is different though because they might have to pass more, but typically they just start running, running that. Set thing. on it, yep. Yeah. Um, a few, a quick look at some of the local games. Um, I'm I'm tempted 
with Indiana Louisville to uh, to bet the over in that game because I don't think the Louisville defense is that good. Murray State's not an indicator of that. Um, and I could see the the running quarterback uh, for Indiana getting loose. Taven Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis, little brother. I could see him getting loose um, yeah. for a couple scores. Uh, the minus 10 is just – the minus ten's tough for me because I know how Jeff is as a as a big favorite. Like you, you could see him leaving that back door cracked and in, in Indiana sneaking in there late. So I, I'm I'm leaning towards the over in that game, but ultimately Louisville should be able to outclass Indiana. Yeah, for me, Indiana held Indiana State to like 80 yards of offense last week, and they did a really good job against Ohio State's offense. Yeah, yeah. defensively. So I, I do think. Louisville overs might end up being a principal for us at some point, but I'm not ready to jump on it this week. I could see Indiana giving them some issues and keeping that game close um, for a while and maybe even, maybe even having the chance to win there in the fourth quarter. But it's a little too early to – I don't really have a good feel, I don't think, for either of these teams yeah, yeah. quite yet. That, that's but WKU goes like, Ohio State. WKU dude. goes Ohio State, and I think they could give them – I could see that game like – that's a game people are turning on in the third quarter, potentially, if they can put some scoring drives together. But WKU has not been great against some of the bigger schools no, with Tyson Hill. Like, they went to Auburn last year, and they were a popular dog in that game, and they got housed. Yeah. So that's my only worry. But they are – they're catching 28-and-a-half, I believe. I saw it up to 29, yeah. Which or, is or, just – The horseshoe, excuse me. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. Kentucky, 25-point favorites against Akron. And look at, I know that it's going to sound repetitive because I said the same thing last week, but they're due to whoop some ass, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're due to running up. And Akron, I just, I don't see a lot out there that you're like, well, what, what are they going to do? You know, so maybe they get to sitting on it. But here's my other question: Is this? Is this finally the time where Kentucky's offense comes alive in the first half? Is first quarter minus six and a half for Kentucky? Like, I feel like they might just actually be like, you know what? We haven't been running the ball at all in the first half. Let's do what That's we're going to do against yeah. Vanderbilt. Let's get rocking and rolling. I think I think that might be the move. That's what I – yeah, I think, I think that's going to happen. Um, Nick, the three tailbacks have gotten – 38 total carries in the first two weeks. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's maybe the adjustment. Let's run it early, then start throwing it, and then get it settling into the game. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. This is typically a spot where Kentucky plays well. Since 2018, in games where they don't cover against G5 and FCS teams, the next week they come back and they're 5-0 and against the spread. Um, that's included blowouts of Louisville, uh, that's included the Florida win in 2018. Um, and I, I believe there's a South Carolina upset in there as well. Like they typically perform well in this spot now. Akron's been a good dog under Moorhead, eight and four against the spread. So you have to take that into account. And so I, to answer your question, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I could see it going either way. Um, so uh, you would, I, I was hoping the first quarter, Kentucky first quarters might be a, something to lean into, but that hasn't been the case because the offense is starting these games slow. Maybe maybe they're a second-half line team, right? I mean, if you would have hit the second-half <laughs> lines, I would like to yeah. see what those numbers are, but I would, especially the um, scoring-wise, I think you might have hit that. So, I mean, we'll this see. I mean, but uh, it's 10 and a half. So, 
for what I'm yeah, saying. I mean, but a lot of that's going to be dependent on what scored halftime, you know. Exactly. Uh, exactly. We, that's why we that's dangerous. That's a, that's a lot. Of I odd. do think the fan base is chomping at the bit to get a blowout win, but I mean, well, no matter what happens, we'll enjoy it or be upset about it for a day, and then it's on to next week. Like, yeah, this ends the first chapter of the Kentucky football season. The, the, we'll be the a quarter of the way through. The yeah. preseason will then, end. We'll be a quarter of the way through. And then the big it's stuff starts next week. Exactly. Exactly. So um, still should be an exciting slate. You can get on the action with Price Picks. Promo code KSR. They'll match 100% of your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Enjoy the college football games. Win or lose. We're going to keep hacking away here on Pigskin Preview. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.